0: May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God, our Father, through his Son, his promised Son, Jesus the Christ. My sermon introduction changed yesterday morning when I woke up and began seeing news items both in print and online about a sad tragedy of a bush crash with Guatemalan migrants in Mexico, which happened actually on Thursday, and then on Friday night, the... Powerful tornadoes that ripped across about six different states. These pre-Christmas days, which can be a wearying time and an alone time for many, have become a sad time for all of us. But here we are on the third Sunday of the Advent journey. The pink candle is lit. The pink and rose streamers are there. The pink pennant banners proclaim, Rejoice! And we started worship by singing Hark the Glad Sound. We sang, Rejoice, Rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. And we just sang, Rejoice, Rejoice, believers. On this day when so many are stunned by tragic events, we are given a word of God to hear, to focus on, to ponder this day. May the Holy Spirit give us attentive ears and expectant hearts that we might hear this message of being equipped with joy, of being giving thanks without anxiousness, and being surrounded by peace people God dearly loves some of you heard this in our adult Bible study back at the end of November. I gave you some background about the city of Philippi. It's a Roman colony in the province of Macedonia. And as part of Caesar's empire, Philippi, because it was made a Roman colony, had soldiers of the emperor stationed there. So members of the Philippian congregation regularly and perhaps very directly experienced a military garrison. Now, that doesn't need explanation for some of you, but for others of you, it does. A garrison is where the soldiers stay when they are not currently on duty. They rest safely and securely securely because a guard is in place. Someone is keeping watch. Sentinels are on patrol. They both provide defense, and they are ready to warn of a potential attack. Paul writes in verse 7 of Philippians 4, The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This peace, God's peace, not the Pax Romana, is a fru-reo. It is the posting of a guard standing sentinel, giving safety, and confidence to those within the garrison. And this peace passeth all understanding. Some of us remember hearing it in the King James Version. It's peace that is beyond our understanding. It's more than we can grasp. It is the peace of, of Jesus Christ. It is peace in and because of the one who is the prince of peace, who spoke peace, Paul also writes, but to the Ephesians, to those who are far off and also to those who are near God's covenant people who have seen the actions and heard the promises of God. So I know that I started at the end of today's reading from Philippians 4. But now that we understand that God has us surrounded, let me back up a verse. The disciples in Philippi and the disciples in every place, including here at Crown of Life, are called to substitute thankfulness for anxiousness. Now, if anyone should be anxious, it would be the Apostle Paul. He's under house arrest in Rome. His finances are uncertain. He's far from the people he served as their pastor. And one of his companions, his caregivers, has been near death. But remember what Paul writes just a bit later in this chapter. I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I have learned the secret secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. It's not just Paul. It's the saint's of Philippi, and it's the saints in San Antonio. The word for anxiety that Paul uses has to do with being divided or fracturing into pieces. And the verb form indicates that the Philippians are actively engaged in this dividing, splitting anxiety. So how does it stop for them and how does it stop for us? By praying. By praying about everything. By offering supplication, which means asking for what we need, for what we need and what others need, which only God can supply. And doing all this with thanksgiving. This is how God's people make their requests known to God. And this is only possible because the Lord is at hand How? God's peace, his all-surpassing peace, has us surrounded like a sentinel. Let's move back to verse 5, which is the call to be reasonableness. When I hear this, I pretty much think of getting along with others, of playing nice or not getting into arguments. It means something else. It means something more. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone means this. Be humble, be patient, be steadfast. When you face injustice, mistreatment, imprisonment, Paul tells the Philippians, and he tells us, do so without malice, without hatred, without fighting back. How can this happen? Because the Lord is at hand. How do we know that? God's peace, his all-surpassing peace, has us surrounded like a sentinel. So we're at the beginning. Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. So much of what happens in the days before Christmas is either deceptive or a downright lie. We're supposed to spend and decorate and bake and wrap and deliver and smile and sing about Rudolph and Frosty, and these things are supposed to make us happy? Am I the only one who is tempted to get Grinch-like in this most wonderful time of the year? What Paul writes is simple. I need to hear it. Today and every day of Advent, rejoice in the Lord. Again, he says, and I will say it too rejoice in the Lord. This is different, far different from the fleeting happiness which comes from the cookies, which I like, from the eggnog, which I also like, and the presents, which I really like. Why can we rejoice in the Lord? I don't think my answer is going to surprise you because the Lord is at hand. How? God's peace, his all-surpassing peace, has us surrounded like a sentinel. I don't know what you felt when you learned yesterday or even before about the destruction and death from the powerful tornadoes from that sad tragedy in southern Mexico. Whatever it was, whatever those feelings are, They're not any different than mine. These events don't compel us to rejoice. They don't help us be steadfast. Remember, that's what reasonable means. They don't prompt us to give unanxious thanks. And they don't bring peace in our hearts or peace on earth. Rather, they make us long for something new, something better something of value, something which lasts. They make us long for Christ to appear. They make us long for God to rend the heavens and bring his Son among us. They make us long for Christ to be near and here. We're like the disciples sent by John to question Jesus. Are you the one who is to come? Or shall we look for another? And our Lord responds with a list of messianic proofs. Yes, he is the one. Here is the Advent good news. The good news on this Sunday, our penitential journey is interrupted by joy. Jesus is the one. He is the one we are looking for. He is the one we are longing for. Because he is our peace. And because of his birth, because of his perfect life, because of his proclamation, because of his death, because of his third day resurrection, the spiritually blind see the cross and see their forgiveness. The spiritually lame stand and walk in spirit-breathed faith. The spiritual lepers are healed of their sin and are no longer unclean. The spiritually dead are given new life in the waters of holy baptism. The spiritually poor, the beggars, the beggars named Michelle and Allison and Ken. These beggars, all of us, have the good news preached to them and we are rich beyond measure. So we rejoice in the Lord. We rejoice always. We are able to live with patient endurance no matter what we face. We are unanxious, unworried prayers about everything. All of this is true because the Lord is at hand and God's peace, his surpassing all understanding peace, has his redeemed and rescued people surrounded like a sentinel. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.